This is News Talk. Well, we'll begin with the Irish Examiner. Obviously, we've heard an awful lot about uh, security concerns for TDs. You know, that people could have ulterior motives when meeting TDs or that they could be in some way attacked or abused. So the examiner tells us this morning that TDs might get a five grand security allowance. Now, these would be politicians who are identified as high-risk targets for attack and they could be given five grand to spend on beefing up their personal security. Obviously, you won't be able to hire bodyguards or anything like that for five grand, but you might be able to get some alarms or CCTV or things like that. The move comes as a group of around 100 masked men gathered to protest at Sinn Féin TD Desi Ellis's constituency office and there is heightened security fears and politicians apparently are furious that the government has yet to sign off on a plan that would see financial help given to those identified as being at high risk. Sinn Féin is out saying that this funding needs to be sorted by next week. That's in the Examiner. The Irish Independent looks at uh, harassment of politicians and it says a 42-year-old man who's facing sentencing for the harassment of a senator has been arrested in a separate probe into threats made to a government minister. So there is some of this going on around the country or certainly allegations of it. Uh, Main story in the front of the Indo is that thousands of apartments outside Dublin that have got planning permission will probably never be built because they're not financially viable. This is according to the new report from Mitchell McDermott, uh, which is looking at the construction sector in Ireland which finds that of the 103,000 housing units granted permission from 2018, work on almost 29,000 of them has not commenced. The feeling is it's not going to commence either because it's not uh, viable and the assessment comes as many home buyers remain locked out of the market after prices spiralled in recent years. So people are dying to buy houses and buy apartments but the builders feel it's not financially viable to do so. So it's sort of a vicious little circle we have going on in the property sector at the moment. Staying with housing uh, and that report, the uh, unpublished research by the Housing Commission, this is according to the Irish Times, says Ireland may need up to 62,000 homes built per year until 2050. So 62 thousand houses a year every year until 2050 if we are to meet demand and that's almost double the annual target in the government's big plan for this decade but should then we've developers saying that it's not financially viable to build the houses so we need 62,000 of them but they're not going to be built it would seem other story on the Irish Times and indeed on the front pages of a number of the papers is about Sinn Féin's election expenses so if you had a, a bit of lethargy over all the talk about Pascal Donoghue and his election spe- expenses we're now moving on to Sinn Féin So, Sinn Féin has said it failed to disclose expenses worth more than €2,000 for six events it held during the 2016 general election campaign. This was a big announcement from Sinn Féin yesterday evening. It found that it failed to include payments it made to five separate venues. So, they rented out venues for press conferences and events, like all parties do during the election campaign. So, there's various different hotels involved uh, and this wasn't declared in their election expenses statement. A spokesperson said Sinn Féin held 23 press events and that only six of those were held at indoor venues. Their use should have been included in our election returns. We regret that they were not and now they're amending their election return and sending that on to SIPO. 
some would say a bit embarrassing for Sinn Féin because obviously they've been uh, very much so criticising Pascal Donoghue a lot over the past week or two about his election expenses. Uh, so those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, it would seem. The Irish Daily Mail crackdown on rogue crashes. Tusla is going to get new powers to temporarily shut down childcare providers if it determines there's a significant risk to children. I suppose some people would say this should have happened a long time ago because we had the 2019 expose by RTE into crashes there. So now the Child and Family Agency, four years later, will be able to immediately close any unregistered services where similar concerns exists there. So these are new powers being given to Tusla. A number of the papers go with the Regency Hotel murder trial. The Irish Sun lies, lies and more lies. The Irish Daily Mirror Hutch carried out brutal execution. That's a quote a quote from the case yesterday and the Irish Daily Star's I didn't do hit. Jerry Hutch was one of the gunmen who executed David Byrne in the Regency hit state prosecutors say. However, Hutch's defence team called Jonathan Dowdall a liar and a perjurer who used the Bart Simpson defence. I didn't do it. Now, inside the papers, you may remember um, the budget there. Feels like a long time ago now, but during the budget, we had this big announcement about free school books for some children and that cost 54 million euro uh, for more than 500,000 primary school pupils. The Irish Times has been looking at how much free school books would cost for everyone. If we were to have everyone in primary and second level getting free school books, they got the calculator out, the government's got the calculator out and it would cost €120 million to provide free school books to primary and second level students. Ministers have been looking at a larger measure which would have benefited 400,000 second level students. They looked at this just before the budget but they heard that overall it would cost €120 million. Read more about that in the Irish Times, if you're interested in that. In the mail, you know, sometimes in January, uh, some of us dream of a place in the sun or maybe dream of living in Spain in the winter months because it's nice and warm there. Well, we're told Costa del Snow, Spanish holiday destinations, have been blanketed with snow this week. Freezing weather sweeping across Spain. So if you fancied living in Ibiza, well, at the moment, the usual cold snap, unusual cold snap, I should say, has saw snow-covered beaches in Ibiza uh, and residents have been making snowmen in Ibiza as well. We also have Mallorca, Mallorca, whatever it's called. Uh, they had a low of minus 2.4 recorded this week there. And the freezing conditions have caused Spain's weather agency to issue a yellow weather warning. Amazing looking at the pictures in the mail. It's so rare to see uh, snow on the beaches there. And this photograph is from snow settled on beaches in Ibiza. So maybe it's not all as it seems. You dream about living uh, in Spain in the winter months, feeling nice and warm, and then you're hit by minus three and snow. A couple of final stories for you. One comes staying with the mail. Who is the most handsome man in the world? Well, scientists have now proven who it is. And it's a Bridgerton star. Now, I don't watch Bridgerton. I think it's Regé Jean Page. Maybe it's Reggie Jean Page. I'm not sure. If you're a fan of Bridgerton, you'll know him. And he has been crowned the most handsome man in the world, according to scientific research. He was found to be 93.65% 
accurate to the Greek ratio of beauty mathematical formula which measures physical perfection. So he's nearly 100% perfect. Men in Black star Chris Hemsworth came in second. Michael B. Jordan was in third and Harry Styles was fourth. Also we have uh, Robert Patterson, Chris Evans, George Clooney, Henry Golding and Dwayne Johnson taking the remaining spots in the top ten. It's all very subjective of course who you find attractive or not but the scientists to say it's your man from Bridgerton. And finally, in the sun, uh, now we did used to think that if you had an outside, outside toilet, it was sort of an indication that in some way you were poor, but that's not the case because we're told outside toilets can be for posh people because David and Victoria Beckham have built an outside toilet. They wanted an alfresco facility to save uh, guests in their garden from having to go all the way back into the house because I'm sure they've such a big garden, a lot of effort to get up and leave and go all the way into the house. So now they've built an outdoor toilet. The wooden outhouse is next to a lake and a kitchen in the grounds of their €6 million farmhouse in Oxfordshire there. So if you have an outdoor toilet, keep it because it's actually for posh, wealthy people now. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This this is Newstalk 